Good morning, America. Welcome to Wednesday, the first day of November 2023. None of us have experienced November of 2023 before. Write down. Think about that. Boss Big Show on the air everywhere across the USA. We are Robbie and Rochelle in the morning with Rod Think Britton today. about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and the rest of the crew. Diane's off today. So, yeah, I guess we get a couple people out. Right. 1071-997 FM, your boss app. 1071theboss.com. You know what we're going to get to right away, right out of the gate here? All right, I'll bite. What? Wednesday pre-coffee thoughts. People love. Oh, yeah. People love pre-coffee thoughts. I have everybody go around the room first thing and write down some stream of consciousness. A little something to get us started, get us over the hump and closer to the weekend and it's also fun to try and guess which of us whom of us whom amongst us has come up with this okay skittles tell us to taste the rainbow but only five out of the seven colors are represented yeah what the hell i never thought of that what the hell (laughs) being slim is good being thin is bad you're too thin why don't you eat something oh you're looking very slim that is true isn't it wow you could kill every single human in the world and no one will arrest you well, that's right, because there's <laughs> well, nobody yeah. left. That's how that works. Nickelback sounds the way that Nicolas Cage's face looks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> it's incredibly rare for a day to pass without speaking, even when spent alone. Think about that, especially those of us that use our voice as our moneymaker. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thought. Yeah. When a waiter walks past you in a restaurant with food that isn't yours, you get a little glimpse of what a near-death experience feels like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't order that. You have to imagine your chair seat stinks quite a bit like you're behind. Oh, thanks. All right, that's enough of that. Let's quickly segue to this. Good morning, Joe. And good morning. And as you begin to travel. <laughs> that was a hell of a segue, wasn't it? Oh, that was just awesome, man. I tell you what. How's your seat? Oh, <laughs> Stay away from his seat, let me know. tell you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Don't go anywhere right. near it. Could people hear me saying that, Ross? I yes. Say good. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Joe and I are uh, testing the line this morning because I got an email. This always, uh, right. oh God, there's an email last night just before I went to bed about 9.30. And it said yeah. all the uh, the remote login to the building's internet was having some sort of an issue. So oh. I said, I don't, I don't you know, because Joe works at his traffic center. I'm like, I hope that doesn't cause a problem because then we're going to have to have, remember we had him on the phone a couple of weeks ago? Yes. It was like he mm-hmm. was back in the helicopter. But mm-hmm. so we've been testing the line this morning, but it seems like everything's fine. How many trick-or-treaters did you have yesterday? You asking me? Yeah. Uh, I had my light off, but I looked out the window a couple of times, and it didn't look like there were any kids out there. I only had 11 kids come by. That's not bad. It's all right. Yeah. No, you're in a little subdivision, though, so there's probably not a ton of kids, right? I guess not. Did you get a lot of kids in Mountainside, Joe? No, we didn't have very many at all, but apparently... About four blocks away, it was Armageddon over there. I mean, (laughs) mean, people went crazy, apparently. And then both of my kids, I heard from both of my both of my children, both my both my two boys, and one down in North Carolina said his street, his neighborhood, which is a, a brand new subdivision down there outside of Charlottesville, not Charlottesville, Charlotte. And um, boy, I'll tell you what, he said it was the craziest Halloween he was ever involved in. Just yeah. kids everywhere. Every third house, the parents are giving out cocktails. Wow, to the, to the other parents, <laughs> nice the kids, obviously. But um, he said it was absolutely insane. He said he can't. He's, he's all fired up now for next year. <laughs> well, you know what I think it is? Is there's a lot of families down that area. It's growing, and so there's a lot of kids. You know, yeah, yeah a lot of kids. And then uh, up there in Flanders, where my other son is, he said it was not as much about the alcohol, but he said it was tons of kids there too. So <laughs> I just worry about running out of candy. You know. Uh, you don't well, ever apparently now you got to make sure you have enough vodka too. <laughs> <laughs> you never run out of candy at your house. I mean, you got it year round. I mean, all right, quite fine. yeah, here, yeah, we do here. 
Oh, oh you? So, oh, Ross. Ross is always run out of candy. Right. He brings it in July. He's got uh, stacks of candy in his briefcase. So I can't imagine that would ever be a problem. But I called my mother last night. She said they absolutely no kids at all. Wow. None. And my father is, uh, he'll be 81, so he's sitting there on the, on the couch, and he's, I can hear him on the phone. I said, you guys got trick-or-treaters at the house? He said, we're sitting here waiting for them, but they, they got nobody. Wow. So, I don't know. Uh, Just depends on your neighborhood, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, neighborhoods turn, too. They turn, you know, they turn over. Yeah. You know, you might one year have a whole bunch of 10-year-olds, and then, you know, three years later, they're 14. They don't want to, you know, 13, 14 years old, they don't want to go out anymore, you know? It's, they're too cool to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> so, Rochelle uh, posted a video because she says when she's off, she's got the kids uh, for Halloween this year. She took yeah. them out last night. They literally filled the trunk of the car wow. with the amount of candy that they got. You would be very excited. It was just wow. all, it was all the Kit Kat bars and Reese's Pieces you can imagine. So they made out like bandits last night. And her and uh, Lola dressed up like the Phantom and the Phantom's girlfriend, Christina. Because right. Lola's into Broadway and all of that. So. Nice. There's cute little costumes. Very cool. So if you want to go on our Robbie and Rochelle Facebook, you can see... Uh, Rochelle having a good time without me while I was at home with the lights off, <laughs> sitting, well, in, sitting in the dark. Hard to do yeah. if, if you're her. <laughs> having a good time without you is not difficult. <laughs> not difficult at all. All right. Thanks, Joe. On the way this morning, we got a busy program for Hump Day Wednesday. We'll go to the Celebrity Hotline. We're talking to music royalty. Aaron Neville will be checking wow. in. Wow. Okay. We'll do a little uh, he said. Ross said. Yep. At 7.50. Do the Fast Five. The birthday file today. Mystery oldie. For more women before you can buy them passes, go see John Mellencamp at NJ Pack. Ooh. 7.10 this morning. Your mystery oldie of the day. The horrible scopes are right around the corner. Yeah. By the way, you missed your old friend Mr. Leonard yesterday. He checked in for Halloween. Oh, darn it. We were invited to his Halloween party and sadly I didn't attend. Yeah. Well, sorry. I had jury duty. I know. I heard about that. Time now for the CBB, the Community Bulletin Board, local businesses, organizations, community groups, sometimes charities, putting on fun events, doing a little good in the hood, looking to give back, raise money, awareness for their cause. We're happy to share them all right here on your Community Bulletin Board. If you have one, you can text in, send us a link to your event, 732-774-4444. And keep it clean. Yeah, that's right. Please, <laughs> unless you're texting Ross when he's doing his show, in which case, feel free to send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> you can also get us on our Facebook page, direct message, uh, or at 1071theboss.com. Joking aside, and I didn't get the uh, info yet because the event, I think, is later on this month. We'll have it for you. But you know who I heard from yesterday Ooh. is putting on an event with his uh, church? An old friend of yours. You remember Danny Hernandez? Yeah. Uh, he's he, he's uh, a minister now? Yeah. I don't know if he's uh, working for the church or if he's a deacon or whatever his deal is, but uh, he's an old DJ friend of ours, and okay. uh, he's putting on an event. And he said, would you mind? It's a holiday fundraiser. Would you mind mentioning? So cool. that'll... I figured you remember that name. All right. Remember, he used to go on and go boobula bobula. <laughs> Hebula bobula boobula. That's yeah, right. Whatever. He was like David Lee Roth. So, anyway, send one in like our old friend Danny Hernandez would be happy to put it on here. Pause for reading happening today starting at 4 p.m. Uh, 4 p.m. Upper Shores Branch. Recommended for aged 3 through 12. Let your children practice their reading skills in the company of gentle therapy dogs. Isn't that nice? Register online at the Ocean County Library. Dot org. It's an awesome 80s dance party. It goes on Friday night starting at 7 at the fabulous Larita Winery in New Egypt. There'll be blue eyeshadow, leg warmers, whitewashed jeans, everything 80s, and wine. <laughs> Plus all those great 80s hits. LaritaWinery.com for the details. Of course, it's 21 and up. And Winterfest by the Sea is happening Saturday, 9 to 3, the Ocean City Civic Center, located on 6th Street and the Boardwalk in Ocean City. Shop fine, handcrafted items, specialty food gifts will be available for purchase, and activities for the kids and the rest of the family. OceanCityVacation.com for the info. You can also see where the Boss Roadies are on tour anytime. They'll be on the move, 1071theboss.com. And there you are, a couple of things we thought you, yes, you needed to know this morning on your friendly 
neighborhood CBB, the Community Bulletin Board. No doubt about that. Uncle Ross Britton, who I call the jurist. <laughs> like a Tom Clancy book. <laughs> He was the jurist yesterday. How was jury duty? It was uh, it was okay. I was surprised, uh, except that uh, it said you know come in by eight o'clock, and uh, the guards outside wouldn't let us in until eight thirty. So they probably just want to make sure everybody gets there on time. So then you walk right in when the judge arrives. Yeah, but they made us sit outside in the cold weather for that long. Wow, so, that's yeah. a little harsh. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, you ever so, served on a jury before? No, that was it. Okay, so yeah, and they <laughs> they call you in and then they read you the you know the rights and stuff like that. Sure. And then the two lawyers who are representing the plaintiff and you know the other person that's suing the plaintiff. Uh, go through and question all the jurors that they want to sit on the thing. But, yeah, I never got that far. Oh, I see. So this would have been, uh, I guess, a civil case if there was a lawsuit right. going on. So right. This, this was like a murder trial or Perry Mason No, kind of it deal. wasn't. All right. They called me in, but they didn't get to me. So I went, oh, okay, fine. I'll... Right. You did get a sticker. That was nice. Yes. I saw your picture from the courthouse. <laughs> said jurist. You get free coffee out of the deal? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get coffee, but you have to pay for it. Oh, man. Come on. They, they have a they have a little um, a pub type thing downstairs. A little commissary? And, yeah. You can go and get food if you <laughs> wait, want. Wait a minute. A pub type thing? Well, is yeah, it like cheers? No, there's no booze <laughs> being served. Sorry. <laughs> I want to tell you, sir, you look guilty to me. <laughs> I mean, that would loosen up the whole deal. What about your parking? Do they pay for your parking? No. You see why people hate jury duty? You get no free coffee, no food, no parking. They make you sit out there and wait for a half an hour. I took the train to Camden, so that was, you know, not not too expensive. All right. So you walked to the courthouse once you took the train? Yeah. It was oh, wow, okay. a five-minute walk. It's Man, not you bad. You took your life in your own hands walking around in Camden. No, the, there's a lot of police officers officers there on the route so you you feel real safe i get a little nervous every time i've been through there that's one of those te- they're one of those cities that's a little scary to well me. there's that but yeah. you know that, right. like i said there were a lot of police officers there well i commend you sir for doing your civic duty and showing up for jury duty i would have tried to make a call and get out of it i would have had captain rich try and get me out i'm good for another three years well, now i'm sure you are the israelis are battling the terrorists but like partners with ufc watch kid rock have a fit the latest billionaire, her name is Taylor Swift. That has got to be a sign of the apocalypse. Seven years since Shade has been with the Fresh Prince. Three million is a lot of dope for a cup of Dunkin'. Simone Biles is pretty good at gymnastics. The Rangers and the Diamondbacks, who gives a shh? October is over. It's an organ donor. Bury it in the backyard with the bulldozer. October's over There could have been a Britney and Justin Infant Imagine them as parents in their matching blue denim Mike Pence is president, something that just ain't happening Student loans, you're gonna have to start repaying them Gun violence made its way up north to Lewiston Trump shared nuke secrets with an Aussie businessman Like a dominatrix, the judge put a gag on him And Jesus has a new friend up in heaven October is over, let's have some closure, set it on fire with the flamethrower, October's over. Music royalty, music legend on the Celebrity Hotline, it's the great Aaron Neville. Aaron, good morning. How are you? Hey, Robbie, how are you? I'm fine. It's wonderful to talk to you. Hope you had a wonderful summer. Oh, it's been great. 
It just went too fast. It always does seem to go too fast, doesn't it? Then February takes forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. You have a brand new memoir, appropriately, titled uh, Tell It Like It Is, My Story. It's kind of amazing that after all your years in the music business, we've never uh, we've never gotten an autobiography from you before, but an autobiography from you before, but but here we are. So what why now? Why did you choose to write the book? Well, I didn't want nobody else to write it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good answer. I wrote it because I was there every page, you know? Yeah. Was it difficult, a difficult process to sit down and think about your experiences, where you began? It was a roller coaster of emotions, you know, like just, but it was great. It was a, a purging. I can't explain it. You know, I just, and the lady, uh, Beth Adaman, who they helped me write it, she said, Aaron, I want to be in your voice. And that's how it come out in my voice. And I'm glad of that. When is the uh, first time that you ever sang publicly? in front of people. Do you have a memory of that? Yeah, I was like about 18. My brother Art had a band called the Hawkettes. Yeah. They had recorded a song called Mighty Brown Mambo that still played every every carnival uh, season. I was on the stage with my brother. I was sitting on the piano. The guitar player hit a, a, a riff of a Earl King song. Mm. And I started singing and my brother Art said, you better finish it. <laughs> So I had to finish that song that was I was 13 years old. I imagine growing up in New Orleans, some of the artists, you know, like uh, Fats Domino, and uh, they, they must have, yeah, they, they must have made an impact on you uh, listening to the radio before you started saying, well, I'm going to perform myself. Oh, they all did. Yeah, Fats was definitely big time. I mean, my brother Art was, uh, used to sound just like Fats when he sang a song. And uh, then they had Professor Longhead, Roy Brown, and... Sure. Well, uh, Huey Piano Smith was big, right? Piano Smith, who made Staggerly, uh, can't think of his name. Uh, Lloyd Price? Lloyd Price, yeah. Yeah. So we had some great people to, to follow, you know, that Louis Prima, Al Hurry, Pete Fountain. Yeah, man. In New Orleans, you're born in the music, and there's music all through your life, and you die in music with the second line, you know? Yeah, what is going on with the water in New Orleans? Just about everybody's musical, huh? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that Mississippi River water. Yeah, something like that. Now, the book is called uh, Tell It Like It Is, of course, inspired by your, maybe your signature song. Would you consider that to be your your signature song, Aaron? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 1966. Now, the song is you know, a huge hit. It's probably, you know, led to a lot of the success that's come. You know, you've got Grammys under your belt and all of that, And but that's really where it all started. Do you remember hearing that song on the radio for the first time or and thinking, oh, man, this is this is happening now? Oh, yeah, because they would play it like every half hour. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was just that great of a song, man. It got the number two on the billboard chart because uh, the Monkeys, I'm a believer, was number one. Yeah. So then I'll take second, you know. Well, I mean, there's also a Neil Diamond song, so if you're going to be, if there's any songwriters can keep you on a number one, I guess Neil Diamond's okay, right? Yeah, there you go. Was there a moment for you that you, you look back and you say, this was um, this was the most special moment for me in my career? Was there something that stands out? I'm sure it's probably not you know, a hit song or winning an award. Was there a moment for you that you remember? Well, that song got me to be able to play the Apollo Theater. Yeah. And I mean, I've been hearing about the Apollo, you know, all my young life, and then I got the tour with the great Otis Redding. So I had a lot of pluses, you know. 
Now, that's interesting. Uh, and again, all of this is in the book, so I don't want to make you tell all the stories here. But you talk about Otis Redding. I mean, of course, still so well-known and especially sitting on the dock of the bay, so well-known. But because he died so young, most you know, we most of us don't really know much of it, didn't get to see much of footage of him. Tell me, what was it like spending time just one-on-one having a, a cigarette or something with Otis Redding? What was that like? Otis Redding was like a, a great, he's a country boy, you know. He, he, he wasn't, didn't have no ego, you know, he was like, down the eighth. Yeah. And and my dad had a chance to go out on a couple of gigs with us and he, he loves Otis and they talked together and, you know, it was it was just a great time being on the road with Otis Redding. Well, well, that's pretty pretty amazing. Uh, tell me a little bit about the relationship you have with your brothers. I mean, obviously, the the, the Devil Brothers have been around now for forty plus years, been putting out albums, and you've been performing with your brothers. Uh, but they're still your brothers; it's still family. So, what is that like working with with Blood? Well, it was great. I mean, you know, we've been together since the Little Project, and I sang with all do our group. So it was never all four of us together; it was just two or three of us until. 
like me just then. <laughs> the moon heads into your sign later, and you can feel re-energized. You can acknowledge feelings you've pushed to the side, and your emotions are sharp and clear. Get out of my way. Leo, there can be some mental disconnects. Trouble concentrating in the first half of the day. Huh? Later on... Huh? <laughs> Don't disconnect on me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was having trouble concentrating. Yeah. Later on, the moon moves into the sign behind yours. Taking things easy is fortifying in that case. You benefit from pausing your busy schedule or taking an emotional vacation. Virgo, Mercury is in a minor challenging aspect this morning, and a conversation or criticism can throw you slightly off center. Later on, the moon heads into your social sector for a stay of over two days. Wow. Yeah. Libra... And inner restlessness is possible in the first half of the day, but the moon's move to the top of your solar chart later on calls attention to your goals and practical priorities. With the moon in harmony with Saturn, it can be a good time to get back on track. (laughs) Scorpio, in the first half of the day, you're more introspective and focusing on restoring emotional strength. The moon heads into your spirit sector later today, and you're ready to be objective about a matter that was previously confusing. Sagittarius, in the first half of the day, there can be some doubts or indecision, but later, the moon's move into your solar eighth house helps you focus. Your need to observe and reflect is stronger than usual. You're processing your feelings in recent events. Capricorn, your attention span may be short in the first half of the day, and while you might begin the day wanting to take care of business and tidy up your affairs, well, you become more focused on relationships as the day advances. I'm feeling lonely. Aquarius, the moon's transit of your creative sector for part of the day is a good one for playfulness. However, the first half of the day is not ideal for clear communication. Later on, a more purposeful mindset kicks in with the moon's move into your solar sixth house. I didn't understand a word you just said. Yeah, I know. And finally, Pisces, you're more inclined than usual to keep to yourself for part of the day, but you'll grow into a desire to share and express yourself later on. Mental disconnects or doubts can slow you down just a little, but you'll benefit from placing yourself. Just have a safe word. You'll be fine. And those are your Wednesday horrible scopes. Yes, they are. By the way, Joe, you were up uh, doing an event in Edison yesterday. You didn't go over to Harold's, have lunch, have that pastrami like I told you? No. Oh, come on. That's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Raj, we got to go there. I know I talk about this place all the time, and they don't advertise. They don't need to advertise. Really? Maybe the best sandwich I've ever had. I'd love to try it. It was good. I did have lunch at the uh, Colonial Diner on Route 18 the other day. Oh, They make a Southwest salad. It was like a pound of salad. Delicious. Just delicious. A little chicken on top show. A couple of lunch ideas. Okay. <laughs> That's why you come here, for a couple of lunch ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Just what I need. I want to make a little uh, programming uh, announcement. Uh-oh. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, uh, we'll do Make It or Break It. We do this only very occasionally on the show. Oh. Last time we did it was when the Rolling Stones released the song Angry, which is the first single off that new album they put out. So this is a brand new song that nobody's ever heard yet, right? That's right. Tomorrow, we get what they're calling the last Beatles song, Now and Then. Oh. And I imagine... Uh, yeah, it's going to be. They find more. Well, <laughs> I imagine it's going to be saturating everything from the internet to the Good Morning America and, and all of that. So, where but, did they find this? Uh, well, John here's Lennon's a, archives or something. Yeah. So here's how the story goes: Is John Lennon was recording uh, songs on his uh, piano and had oh. a little tape recorder hooked up. Wow. When he was living at the Dakota yeah. in the city, and uh, did about four or five songs, and Paul 
got a hold on it. Hey, Yoko, could I have the songs? You know, me and the gummy and the fellas, you know, the bloke swiller will fix it up. And she let them do that. And they did Free as a Bird and Real Love when they did the anthology back in the 90s. Wow. But this one they had never finished. Uh, and they finally finished. And that's how, uh, because John originally recorded it. And they used the AI, I guess, to separate the piano and the voice. Because the AI now, the technology can do that. Right. And then in the 90s when they were working on it, George was still alive, so he played on it. And now Ringo and Paul just recently finished it up. And so you truly have a real song that all the Beatles played on. So Yeah, even mm-hmm. if it was separately. <laughs> it was separately over the course of 40 years, but yeah, yeah. they all played on wow. it. And uh, it gets uh, released officially tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and we will play it, we'll make it or break it, because unlike every other show, we want to know your opinion. If you, you might think it sucks, and that's fine. We want to know cool. what you think. I once saw John and Yoko walking through Central Park. I used to live at Bron- Broadway and 62nd in the city when yeah. I worked there. And uh, they they were down at uh, 672nd, excuse me, in Broadway. And wow. so uh, it, that was just the most ex- amazing experience to mm. see them just walking through Central Park. I don't yeah. I don't mean to shoot down your story, Ross. I really don't. But uh, didn't you come after John had already passed away? No. I no. thought you started in 81 at uh, WABC, didn't you? Um. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think I, because I think John. Yeah, I know John died before that. Are no, sh- I was I was there. I saw him. All right. So it was yeah, really it was him. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hard to miss him and Yoko. I'm just making sure you didn't say like a Times Square impersonator is up like that. No. All right. I just shot down Ross's story. He's mad. Can you tell? Well, I'm not. I would mad. be too. <laughs> You're sure it was him? Yes. All right. It's an amazing story. I thought you started the following year when you guys came to the old ABC. All right, I'm going to check the paperwork on that. There's a new uh, list out here. Are you guys okay? Everybody good for yeah. yeah, no, I'm staying out of this one. I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> Leave it to me to find a way to upset Ross, who's one of the nicest people on the planet. Because, because in all honesty, I'd be a witness because I was there that first day of Ross and Wilson. <laughs> and I know what date it was, so I am staying out of this. I, oh, I don't know come nothing. Come on. Well, then you know I that don't I, know nothing. You know that I'm right, right? That it was after... No, I didn't say that at all. I, don't, I have no idea about right. the... Fine. I'm not thing. getting Ross mad at me. I love Ross. <laughs> Let's move on. Why would you even do that to him? I was ju- I because just he mi- can. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm because he's a miserable human being. <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just I trying to make... I can't, can't allow anybody else to have any joy in the room. Well, because he came... I remember he came up from Atlanta, so I'm just making sure that he didn't have some jerk tell him, oh, yeah, there's John Lennon, and it really wasn't John Lennon. I want to be sure that he had an authentic uh, experience. That's yeah, what I'm John saying. passed away in December of 1980. And you were here already. You were here. Yeah. All right. I but, was in New York. Yeah. But the show didn't start until the following March. I know. All right. Well, it's none of my business what you were doing here, so I'm just going to let it go now. Thank you. Wow. Are you okay? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, he looks mad, Joe. I think I'm I, not mad. I've really screwed up now. I can tell. Let it go. The whole energy in a room just changed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Don't you have something well, you had to do? I, yeah, I did. I was going to mention something else <laughs> oh. here. but. but well, go ahead. What else no. are we going to mention? No, I feel a little sheep. Well, it's not that great a story, to be honest with you. There's, well, uh, anything's better than what we're doing now, so let's go. <laughs> the uh, No, people love it. People love when I'm squirming in my chair. People love it. They oh, all, I know. They, they, they love all, it. They come up and tell me that they love it. They're like, yeah. I, I like it when Joe makes you feel like crap. I'm like, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> that's, think about what you just said, wow. human being. Now, there's a new list out from Sotheby's yes. of the, uh, the most expensive movie props sold at auction. And uh, number one, I'd heard this before, James Bond's Aston Martin from Thunderball. You know that silver yeah. sports car? how much? That is the most expensive at $6.4 million. Oh. The robot from Forbidden Planet. 
5.4 million. I would have thought it was the Lost in Space robot. You know, the Danger, yeah, really. danger Will Robinson, but yeah. no, it's that one. And uh, the third most, Marilyn Monroe's white dress from the sure. seven-year itch, $5.5 million. Wow. Hmm. Amazing. We should get a thing from that robot go. Danger, Robbie Bridges. Danger. <laughs> Warning. Yeah, Warning. I, I just would have, uh, he would have been yelling at me pretty loudly right now, wouldn't he? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Warning. <laughs> warning. Warning. <laughs> yeah. Warning. Warning. Yep. Uncle Ross is red-faced and angry. We've got problems now. Uh, I'm not red-faced and angry. A little bit you are. I'm going to take a picture. This is interesting. The what? oldest log cabin in the Western Hemisphere is right here in New Jersey. Really? At least that's what they're calling it. It's a historic home uh, sold for $262,000. Wow. It's out in Gloucester County. It's uh, listed on the National Register as, of Historic Places. And um, they believe it was built in 1638. It's the uh, North Eagle Log Home in Greenwich, New Jersey, Gloucester County. And again, uh, sold for just under uh, $262,000 originally. Uh, they'd wanted over a million. And then the price has steadily gone down over the years. Dropped to eight seventy five. It was sold in 2017. And then they wanted uh, 475000 for it, but uh, finally just sold it for two sixty two. So my guess is there might be some mold or some sort of work or something. Or maybe there's only one bedroom or something, you know? <laughs> a log cabin. Come I'd, on. I'd like some stainless steel appliances, please. <laughs> That'd be pretty neat. Oldest in the uh, Western Hemisphere. I wouldn't have guessed it was in New Jersey. I would. Yeah. I, I guess I would think it was in Illinois. I just think of Abraham Lincoln or right. something like that. But right. Gloucester County. Here's a new survey out. Found 43% of workers admit to having a fling with a colleague at work wow. at some point in their lives. The professions uh, most and least likely to have an at-work romance have been released. The most likely scientists, pharmacists, and business people. Yeah. Scientists okay. and pharmacists. Well, I had uh, a fling with my wife you before did, yeah. we got married. Yeah. See, I don't know if it's a fling, though, if you end up, uh, it's a relationship. It's different than a fling. Yeah, okay. When I, when I think of fling, <laughs> I think of it being uh, purely salacious, you know what I mean? Well, we couldn't tell anybody because it was against company policy at the time. Yeah. And then they sold the radio station and we were able to get married. Right. Isn't it a crazy thing that they, you were afraid to lose your job if you got married to somebody? Yeah, really. <laughs> but when you two met, I imagine there was a, you were, you kind of fell in love, right? This wasn't just a... Well, we uh, dated, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, and well. I think yeah. here they're talking about a, just a fling, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Pharmacists, scientists, business people. I, I, I make the Viagra, I'll make some for us. <laughs> 21% of people say it would happen at work. Yeah, in the office. Yeah. I don't know where people go. Like, it's just, there's not a lot of places you can sneak away. I know there's cameras yeah. everywhere. No. So I, don't, I don't know that you can really get away with this not stuff. Not anymore, you can't. Yeah. The way you used to be able to do this. But. Right. But, Joe, uh, you and I know about this. I mean, we've seen, well, well I, I know about it directly, uh, <laughs> but that's a different story for a different time. Uh oh. Yes. But you and I both know people that. You know, would do this, would sneak away and disappear and find places in right. the building to make this sort of thing kitchen, happen. It happens hallway, all the time. Happens all kitchen, the time. Kitchen, hallway, stairwell. Yeah. Stairwell. Copy room. Stairwell's a good idea. That's uh, a place custodian's can... closet. <laughs> Pretty small places are Sales bumpy. weasel's place. Yep. Yep. Always a bad idea. They say you shouldn't, you know, shouldn't go where you eat, if you will. Yeah. But it does happen all the time. 21% say... Hey. Uh, Texting in a spot. <laughs> social media places, as uh, you know, like sending messages. So they didn't actually engage in any activity. They had uh, what was known as a digital affair. So 21% admit that they were sending, you know, like the pictures of themselves and little kissy faces and that sort of thing to someone yeah. that was not their partner or they were interested okay. in. So that's crazy mm. to me. I can't imagine doing that. But 
why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> I don't understand why. I mean, like Ross, when Rochelle and I met, it was more of a, we started off as friends, and then it became a, clearly a relationship sort of thing. It wasn't at all a... Uh, right. Wasn't at all a, I'm just hot for your butt mm. kind It of was thing. a business thing at first, and then... Yeah. It evolved. But here, we're talking about people that are simply interested in, uh, in carnal expression. So yeah. I think it's a, I think mm. it's a little different. Of course what? it is, because it's you and us. <laughs> now, what is when that supposed to the other guy. Well, it's the other guy. It's filthy and dirty. When it's us, it's just, oh, no, it was yeah, nice. It was, it was sweet. That's was right. Big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's find a place. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, honey. Let's go find a place. As opposed to, the, look at those two filthy slobs. Look what they're doing. <laughs> Brian's doing the news. Let's go sneak away. What do you think? What's that stain on the rug? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is gross. I don't need to hear that out of you. That was disgusting. I don't care for that at all. <laughs> oh, Ross, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if there's a stain in the rug in this place, it's probably from a dead cockroach. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Someone smushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well. I said to Diane it, yesterday, I said, is, is it festive if we see bugs on Halloween? <laughs> it's oh. just the one day of the year where it's festive. And she was not amused. So we, no. get, we get them all the time. Yeah, I don't, there I must know. be a nest or something out in the yard. I don't know. All right, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, or maybe in the console. In or the walls. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe in the newsroom. Yeah, could yeah. be anywhere. Coming out of my wallet. You know. uh, that's right. <laughs> those, are, those are moths. <laughs> By the way, did you see how much they, we joked about this? The candy, like $20 a bag to yeah. buy the big yeah. bag of the fun size. It costs a lot. Good Lord Almighty. John Mellencamp announced a show this week, or a tour. Matter of fact, uh, he's got a show coming to NJ Pack in March. These are winning before he can buy him passes to see him. With the mystery oldie of the day, correctly identify what this uh, oldie, this moldy goldie back of the rack track is in... You will win tickets if you're the first person to do it. This is the mystery oldie of the day. Oh. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah, but only for a second. <laughs> Come on. Phone lines are 732-774-4444. Again, you don't need to be caller 10 or anything like that. Just the first person tell me what the mystery oldie is. Wins John Mellencamp tickets. Win them before you can buy them. Shall I give you a hint? Yeah. This is a mystery oldie, but it's not quite as old as some of the ones we've done. This is uh, this is like a disco dance kind of song. Joe, anything jump out at you? No. No. Wow. If I could hear a little more. Well, yeah, yeah it's kind of there. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know. I can't. Remember, this is kind of like name that tune. We got some phone callers here. They might have it. Let's start on line one. I believe this is Scott on line one. Good morning. It's a boss. Good morning. Is it Abba? It is not Abba. Very good guess. You're in the right uh, ballpark there. Hi, it's a boss. Uh, yeah, is it Everlasting Love? Nope. Again, you're right there. You're in the ballpark. Get out. <laughs> it's a boss. Mystery oldie. Hey, Mr. Yeah. Is it uh, must be Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel? Is it Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel? Yep, it oh sure is. Oh, my God. Nice yep. job. Thank you. Tavares. Well done. Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. Nice job out of you. What's your name? Arlene. Arlene, you got tickets to go see John Mellencamp. Win them before you can buy them for the show coming up in March at uh, NJ Pack. Nice. That's great, right? Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Hang in the line. Don't hang up. We'll get all your info, okay? Great, thank you. All right, have a nice day. Don't hang up. Are we going to play the song? The, the whole song? <laughs> have a, well, I'll play the. Let's play the thing again. Yeah, that's a fun little song. Yeah, that group was from my hometown, by the way, up in uh, New England. Really? Yep, from Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. 
Tavares, Heaven Must Be Missing Angel. I think the uh, the Bee Gees might have written that song or something like that. Really? I think so, because huh. it's from that whole Saturday Night Fever era. Yeah, right. Uh, there you go. That was an easy one today. John Mellencamp tickets for Arlene driving this morning. Let's do this. Time for Hashtag Bomb. We search that hashtag on all our social media pages at Robbie and Rochelle Radio at 1071 The Boss. We hear from moms. There's no tougher job being a mom or grandma. Once in a while, we hear from dads, or sometimes we hear from parents that have kids that are all grown up, but they say, Oh boy, do I remember when those little sons of guns were little? And then we share them every morning about 720 and 920, just like this. All right. Kim Bongiorno says, A child brings so much joy to a parent's life, their laughter, their smile, their Halloween candy. <laughs> Kim Bongiorno. <laughs> Bongiorno, Kim. There you go. At the dose tweets, hmm. the average parent gains 2.7 pounds from safety checking their kid's Halloween candy. I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Julie Maida says, okay, it's time to separate all the Halloween candy from last night. Let's call this first pile Things Mommy Likes. <laughs> this is like working with Ross. You put on two pounds eating chocolate. Oh, yeah. Those are hashtag mom. Confessions. Every morning, 72920. Send one in. You might hear yours right here. Fast Five, the birthday file, and the he said, Ross, Ross said, said, is on the way. Just three more days until we rest. Wish we could say that it was less. The weekend's not so far away. After all, this is Wednesday. There's no need to be depressed. The last two days were a suck fest. And by noon, you'll be halfway. After all, this is Wednesday. I say congratulations again to uh, Arlene. Said, call Arlene K. I said, what's your last name? I got to take down your information. Said, Arlene K. I said, well, you got to spell your last name. She's like, you can't spell it. It's a tough line. Well, you got to give me something. Arlene from Tom's River just won those tickets. Go see John Mellencamp. Win it before you can buy him. NJ Pack on March 10th. That's a great prize. It sure is. Tickets go on sale Friday, but she won them with the mystery oldie of the day, which happened to be Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel by Tavares. So we had a little disco action this morning. Time now for Robbie and Rochelle's Fast Five. My big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know. Be in the know from number five to number one. You can always stay in touch with us, any of the socials. We are at Robbie and Rochelle Radio, at 1071 The Boss. You get the podcast wherever you download podcasts each and every day, or uh, right there on our page on the website. All right. 1071theboss.com. Here we go. Start at number five. Countdown today. It'd be strange if we count it up. Number five. People have... Um, been known to pass down on a ride called called the slingshot. You ever seen this at the you know the county fair oh. when they bring those? Those are the rides that they're on the highway one minute and then uh, the twenty minutes later they got the whole carnival yeah. set up and called, they pass out. On apparently, it? this is a thing where people pass out on this ride. There's wow. there's one woman who uh, has posted videos of herself riding this ride because she tends to pass. She has passed out twelve times. She has posted video of herself. Oh my gosh! It seems dangerous to go and do this on purpose. But yeah, she has posted video twelve times of herself uh, passing out. So well, I'm sure there she's strapped in and everything, but. Still Still. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not good for your body to force yourself to pass out. Yeah, but really. <laughs> not something you should probably encourage yourself to do. But anyway, here's, the, uh, here's a little clip of the video here on the slingshot ride. So she's screaming. 
And then she stops screaming. Uh, then she's back. And she's out. And she's back. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Why would you put yourself through this? Yeah, and I mean, I can understand everybody doing it one time to see what the ride's like, but yeah. again and again? Well, it doesn't happen to everybody, but apparently to this woman, she knows this, where she just blacks out for a second. Yeah. I don't know why. There's probably, if there's anyone in the medical profession, nurse or a doctor or something that could text us on this, I'd be curious. I really would. I'm not joking here. 732-774-4444. There's a difference, I think, between... Oh, you know, blacking out like, you know, when you fall asleep for a second and then you catch yourself dozing off. I wonder if it's a little bit like that. It's different than fainting, per se. Uh, yeah. But, and how many G's does it take to, right. ha- you know, have that happen? I tell you, listen, I'm not saying anything about the carnies, but you set up those rides and they go <laughs> that fast and that high. Yeah. And then the next day they're in a different town. How safe are those rides? I don't know. I get, I, I'll go and eat the uh, carnival food. Yeah, all right. Well, that's probably scarier than riding a ride is eating that carnival food. <laughs> Let it go. Number four, four friends go to Disneyland. And they decide to dress up as the dead parents of different Disney characters. Oh. So one of them went as uh, the mom from Bambi. Another one is uh, Mufasa from The Lion King. Right. And one from Tarzan, one from Finding Nemo. That's kind of a kind of a grotesque things to do, but uh, here they are posting about I'm this. I'm Coral. I'm Nemo's late mother, and I was eaten by a barracuda. Hi, I'm Bambi's mom, and I was shot. I was shot. <laughs> Hi, I'm John. I'm Tarzan's dead dad. I was mauled death by a tiger in a treehouse. Oh, my God. I'm Fossa, and I was trampled to death trying to save my son. How is he doing? We are the Dead Parents Society. Society. I mean, what are these people doing at Disneyland? It's supposed to be the happiest place on earth where the Dead Parent Society. I yeah. get it was Halloween yesterday, but that but is... why? Right. Oh, and I'm, I'm Bambi's mother, and I was shot in the head. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like I needed to know that. All right, well, let's go right into small world after all. <laughs> yeah, right. What is that? <laughs> Grotesque. Number three, here's a question. Ever been pulled over for speeding and didn't have your license, registration, and proof? Oh, that could be bad. Of insurance? Well, guess who it happened to? Britney Spears. No! California Highway Patrol released body cam footage of Britney being pulled over for speeding near her house outside of L.A. I got this is It's funny. You know when you're a kid... And you're out in the world somewhere, and you go, oh, my God, there's my teacher. Yeah. And it's like a strange thing because you never expect to see your teacher anywhere but the classroom. You Maybe you feel this way about a priest or somebody or your doctor. You or, only see him that one place. Or Britney Spears, for this matter. Can you imagine? I can't picture Britney Spears driving a car. I just can't imagine what, you it. You think she gets chauffeured around every time? You would think that she does, but she was driving herself. So here's the body cam footage. You're speeding. Let me get your license, registration, insurance. <laughs> no, hang on a second. You can tell that the cop knows exactly who it is because like, Brittany, you're speeding. You're speeding. <laughs> Let me get your license, registration, insurance. Also, can I have your autograph for my kids? <laughs> my license actually is um, with my security at home. Uh-huh. I don't have to work right now at this moment. I'm so sorry, but it's like 10 minutes away. Um, you're going 60 and it's like a 45. Uh-huh. I'm so, so Man, what a what a Nazi. She's going 60 and a 45, and he pulled her over? That's a little hard. Are you it? saying you do that all the time? No. <laughs> I thought they were going to say she was doing like 120 and a 25. Apparently not. I mean, I, yes, yes, you should not. You should obey the speed limit, I understand. But 60 and a 45, is, you wow. should, shouldn't do that. But it's not, not the same as going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I assume because Britney's a little nuts that... Uh, well, uh, but if she doesn't have her license, they could take her, you know, and... Uh, yeah. Give her give her a bad charge. And- I'm sure they could. She'd be, she'd be on a jury, and you could be her uh, her jurist, Ross. Yeah, right. Let's hear a little bit more of this. Can I get your registration and sure? No, I don't know. All my information is in my house. Okay. 
I stopped you before out here for speeding. Oh. I gave you a break last time. So I'm going to write you a fix it ticket for the license and then not having proof of insurance. I'm guessing you do have insurance, but you need to have it in the vehicle or accessible. So if you get in a car crash, you can exchange it. Just sign in the red box by signing or not admitting to anything. I'm going to give you a warning for speeding, by the way. I got to tell you, she has not. You can just tell it's going in one ear and out the other. She's not listening to anything he's saying. That's very nice of that policeman to... Yeah, really. Especially he, since he stopped her before for doing the same thing. That's a cake gig. He's just sitting there watching for speeders in the Hollywood Hills. And there's Brittany again. <laughs> hey, Brittany, how are you? You're speeding again. I don't know, 60 and a 45, though, is not that bad. That's why I let her go. Be- I wonder how many celebrities he stopped. Probably all the because time. Because he's up there in the Hollywood Hills. Let's get this guy a reality show. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a, the the, uh, <laughs> the Hollywood Hills uh, traffic cop. This is a reality show <laughs> yeah. on E, don't you think? And you got to figure, he's, he spends time up in the Hollywood Hills yeah. so he can arrest celebrities. That's what he does. Yeah. That's a show. This guy, this is a show. Everybody in Hollywood wants to be famous, right? Right. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome, officer. All right, bonus story for you. 14-year-old Virginia high school student awarded $25,000 has been crowned America's top young scientist by 3M. The company 3M put this thing on. He invented a bar of soap that might help fend off skin cancer. You spend a lot of time in the sun. It can happen over time. You use this soap, it might be able to help. This kid's name is Heman Bekelay, and here he is talking about this invention. Do we have the audio of that? There he is. SCCS is a compound-based bar of soap. It's charged with cancer-fighting chemicals like imidazequinines to help treat the skin. As of right now, I'm planning on further commercializing SCTS, and by 2028, I hope to turn SCTS into a nonprofit organization where wow. I can provide equitable and accessible skin cancer treatment to as many people as possible. You ever see these kids that are on their little computers all the time and they're playing video games and yeah. you're just like, what is going to happen to society? But then you hear a kid like this, 14 years old, comes up with a cancer-curing soap. That's amazing. Yeah, and you just realize that the kid, your kids are just dummies. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a future millionaire there. He might be a millionaire right now. I mean, yeah. well, he certainly got 25 grand in the bank. That's amazing. Just under your armpits and uh, <laughs> no, you wouldn't get skin cancer under your armpits. Probably. Well, you, you never, you know, you never face you, 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 you and never ex- seen my armpits. Places exposed to sun. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's an amazing thing. Heman Bekele. Bonus, bonus story for you. Let's go back to Los Angeles. Guy out there denied his request for scooped gluten-free bagel when he was visiting New York. So he goes into the bagel shop. He's visiting from California. He says, yeah. "I'd like a scooped gluten-free bagel." And he posted a video complaining about the fact that this, uh, you know, New York known for its bagels, and he had a lousy experience, and New Yorkers are trolling him going, yeah, that's not how we do bagels over here. Right, you know no I mean? gluten-free bagels. That's right. So he posted his uh, his video, and do we, Kermit, do we have that video here? I'm being told we don't have that. Oh, here it is. He's got the video ready to go. You know, we do this at the same time every day. I'm from Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, if you order a bagel, you walk in, you say, hey, can I get a scoop gluten-free bagel? person behind the bar is usually like, of course, we have these different options today for gluten-free. In New York, I just walked in and asked for a scoop gluten-free bagel. The guy just looks at me and goes, I'm not scooping your bagel, bro. <laughs> I mean, what do they want him to do? They want him to take a spoon and scoop out the innards of the bagel? I guess. He just wants the the rim of the bagel? That's, That's strange. It's crazy. I yeah. can understand having a gluten allergy, I guess. But Why would you even bother to yeah. go to a bagel store for that? There's like, remember that Seinfeld episode where they sold just the tops of the muffins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> I, I just want the rim of the bagel. <laughs> I don't want the innards of the bagel. Oh, God. I'm glad they threw them out. Number two, here's some of the most ridiculous items for Christmas on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Holiday Gift Guide. You oh. know, she's got this website yep. that she sells these weird products on. I've seen it. And sometimes they're for 
feminine hygiene, and people kind of kind of laugh about what she suggests that you use in that right. region. Uh, on her list for Christmas this year, how about spending three hundred fifty bucks giving the people you love a leather tennis ball holder? Look at this fabulous leather tennis ball holder. Oh, oh my god! A Hermes doghouse. Your dog's moving up in the world. One thousand nine hundred twenty-five dollars. Chanel roller skates. $5,125 or 6.8-inch, 24-carat gold adult toy. Oh. She calls it the Goop G-Spot Vibrator for wow. $15,000. Good God. I'd be worried about getting the 24-carat gold diamonds up there. You know what I mean? Or stop. We, you don't want to, no, just stop. You go to the gyno, you're like, I'm telling you, it's worth a lot of money. Get it out. <laughs> oh. Dig deeper. All right, how about this? Bonus, bonus story for you. Poll for World Savings Day today. World Savings Day. Tip number one, don't buy anything for Christmas off Goop. Oh, yeah. There you go. Today's World Savings Day. They say 56% of Americans consider themselves to be spenders, while 34% say they are savers. Spenders tend to be the happiest overall. Shocker. Isn't that amazing? Really. Spending on your uh, husband's credit card. (laughs) You're having a happy, happy day. Yeah, today is also World Vegan Day, so just in case you... You know why I believe that is? I was going to mention this. This day of history, November 1st, 1800, the first president moved into the White House. It was not our first president, George Washington. It was the second president, John Adams. Oh. And he planted a vegetable garden at the White House. He was <laughs> he was into that vegan stuff well ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, so really. I wonder if that's why it's National <laughs> Vegan Day. Maybe. It's also, uh, you know how we say All Hallows' Eve is Halloween night. Today is All Hallows' Day. That makes right. sense, doesn't it? The day after. And All Saints' Day as right. well. So. Number one, listen to this. Speaking of my armpits, deodorant sales are booming because more people are back in the office. It's only 8% of people that are now working remotely, according to a new study. Yeah. So the parent company of Degree and Axe Body Spray says uh, their products have increased by over 30% over the last quarter. These are uh, soap body washes. About half of it was from deodorant sales alone. Just in case you're asking, we're five feet away, so. (laughs) And I did use deodorant. Well, me... I, no, hang on a second. I need to think about this. Never mind. Let's just move on. I'm not smelling your armpit. Let's no. just move on. How many stories today were about deodorant in this uh, fast Seriously. Kind of, a, kind of a strange thing. All right. Uh, World famous celebrity birthday file this first day of November. American Idol runner-up. He lost to Carrie Underwood. Bo Bice oh. is 48 today. Miss yeah. Jenny McCarthy is 51. She's on that Mass Singer show now. She's one of the panelists. Okay. And, and she's married to one of the new kids on the block, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, Mark's, yeah. Mark's brother. Right. Tony Collette, 51 today. Def Leppard's Rick Allen is 60. Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 61. Mags Furuholman from AHA, you know, the Take On Me, <laughs> yeah, 61. Tim oh, Cook that's from, a great band. Tim Cook from Apple is uh, 63 today. And a millionaire over uh, many well, times. Many, 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 many yeah. times. He's probably a billionaire, to be honest probably. with Probably. Uh, gone but not forgotten, Larry Flint, the guy that used to publish Hustler oh, Magazine. Geez. Larry Flint mentioned uh, some days there. It's also supposed to be the day you cook for your pets and use cinnamon. It's National Cinnamon Day. <laughs> Ross, do you have some of those more uh, obscure birthdays? Oh, uh, let's see. When uh, Ross comes in, uh, Joe, he always prepares these celebrities. He yeah. tries to stump me people I may never have heard of. Def Leppard right. drummer Rick Allen. Yeah, we got him. Okay. Anthony Kiedis of we the got Peppers. Him. Yeah, uh, we got him. Let's see. Latavia Robertson of uh, Destiny's Child. Is 42 years old today. She does not have as many millions as Beyonce, is my guess. Also, Kinky Friedman. Kinky. Uh, Is 79 years old today. Yeah. And uh, the 11th richest man in the world in 2019, Charles Koch, is uh, 88. (laughs) Hang on. I think that's Charles Koch. Yeah. Koch, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. He's how old today? He's he's 88 years old. Well, happy birthday to you, sir. And Natalia Tina 
who was Nymphadora Tonks in the Harry Potter films. She's 39 years old. Joe, Joe used to really enjoy meeting those Nymphadoras back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Those were his favorite. <laughs> and it's also Hello Kitty's uh, birthday. All oh, right? good. Happy birthday, oh, Hello Kitty. Oh, Hello go. Kitty. Little backpacks. You see people in a train station always get those little yeah. Hello Kitty backpacks. Yep. Aha uh-huh. had a great um, a Bond song, too. Yes, they did. The yes, they did. I that love was that. The I Living love Daylights, that song. right? I living think. Daylights. Yeah. I thought that was one of the better ones that nobody ever liked. I don't know. I just always liked that song. And now... Modern-day Roman Empire dudes. Romans, it is our night of nights, all Hallows' Eve. We don our soldier costumes the one night a year. We don't look like colossal goofus Balius. And to the victors go the sweets, like Rhesus peanut butterus. And multitudes of fun-sized candy barius. And hopefully no candy corneus. But we must be careful and only pillage the confections when the children lay to slumber. Which comes late due to sugar herocious. I, along with you, will roam the neighborhood with my children, rambunctious and precocious. I'll stay here and hand out the candy while you three musketeers clank around. I guess you could say we'll be roaming the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next time for Modern Day Roman Empire Dudes. What do they say? Take those pumpkins off the front porch, you know? Yeah. You get frozen gourds when you wake up tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I want a frozen gourd. Let's try this out. Uh It's he said. She said. With Robbie and Rochelle. And these other two knuckleheads here, too. Yeah. Ross said as well. Exactly. Here's, Here's a question for Let's talk movies. What was a movie that was supposed to be a children's movie, but it traumatized you? That's a great question to ask after all the spooky Halloween movies. Like, you open <laughs> yeah. up Netflix and they got all those scary movies. They get, you want to watch a scary movie? You click on that. They got them all. Yeah. Text mm. from uh, 1118. Bambi and Dumbo are basically yeah, every Disney movie that kills the parents. Yeah. See, we yeah. were just talking about those people that went to Disneyland dressed like the... Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a great answer. All right. All uh, right. Hold off on the rest of those there. I know they're starting to come yeah. in. But, uh, Joe, how do you answer that one? Yeah, Disney, all those, all, a lot of those Disney movies, the parents got killed. A lot of them. Yeah. You know, and, and I, so you watch them now and you're like, oh, geez. <laughs> Just like the Charlie Brown, the, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. But that's a, <laughs> I love it. It's great. But, oh, my goodness, there's a lot of not so nice stuff in there. I, I was a little scared of uh, Willy Wonka when I was really little. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Willy Wonka either. No, no, the kid gets thrown in the vat of boiling chocolate or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's something, uh, Something kind of nasty about that. I can't remember being really scared by any movie. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah, I don't either. There was a Big Bird movie that came out when I was a kid, and I remember my my cousin wanted to go see it. I think it was called Follow That Bird. I want to say, and uh, we went to we go to the movie theater, and Big Bird gets kidnapped by these crooks that are trying to steal money from the. I don't know, whatever's going on at Sesame Street. Okay. And I just remember, I can picture Big Bird's in the back of this truck, and they put a bag over his head at gunpoint. And I just I remember standing saying to my mom, what? I'm like, can we leave this movie? Yeah, I mean, Big Bird got kidnapped, and then he gets rescued. It was like an action-adventure movie with Big Bird. Wow. I was terrified by that when I was a kid. Okay. Or at least upset. I was just, you know, Mom, they're going to hurt Big Bird. I don't want to see this. Can we leave? You know you know when you're a kid where you just want the you want adults to listen you to you? You want a happy ending is well, what you want when you're a kid. Sure. Mm. I'd like a happy ending now, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Is there a movie that was supposed to be a kid's movie, supposed to be a family film like a children's movie, but it ended up scaring you, traumatizing you to this day? 
Think about that and then call us, 732-774-4444. Phone lines wide open, 774-4444. Text us, very same number, or get us on Facebook. Those are next, and they are all presented by our friend uh, Dr. Lombardi. He powers his deal. Dr. Anthony Lombardi's brand new health and wellness center, Lips and Drips, coming soon, 71 North Main Street in Marlboro. (laughs) Why are you laughing? That's a great name. (laughs) It's unforgettable, right? (laughs) That's awesome. Lips and Drips. Making this all possible this morning. If your child is suffering from a prolonged Halloween candy sugar high, you'll be glad to know there's help at the Halloween Candy Detox Center. I can fly! Once your child is admitted, our trained medical staff will start them on a pure chocolate IV drip to help bring them down gradually. Next, they'll be administered prescription Butterfingers and, for more serious cases, an injection of liquid Skittles. I can walk through walls! Finally, we'll follow up with outpatient treatment, including classes such as AA, Almond Joy Anonymous. While there is no cure for Halloween candy addiction, we can help your child manage this serious illness at the Halloween Candy Detox Center, where we really wish we had fewer things made of glass. This programming note, Friday morning. We've been teasing you. We'll give you all the details you need to start winning just by doing what you're doing right now, listening to this radio station. Cool. Keeping track of the music to win the cash. We call it the Boss Free Money Music Monitor. What is it exactly? How do you win the cash? Hundreds, thousands of bucks? We'll tell you Friday morning. Oh. A little bit after 7, we'll get all the details. <laughs> we'll get this all figured out. I don't want to wait. Well, I don't have anything in front of me now. I gotta, right, The lawyers fine. need to send me the paperwork so I can <laughs> figure this whole thing out. I don't know. A little, a little teaser for you, but the cash starts very soon. The details Friday morning. Meantime, yes, it's, it's mor- morning after Halloween, right? And what was a movie that was supposed to be a children's movie, but it traumatized you? That's he said, Ross said. That's right. And the phone lines are open here at 732-774-4444. Text and Facebook messages as well. All right. Rebecca says, the witches still have nightmares as an adult about that movie. Yeah, I remember there was one years ago with Angelica Houston, and I saw that. It was scary. But then Rochelle had mentioned she saw the one. They just remade it with Anne Hathaway. Oh. And she said they used the, the CGI, you know, to make her jaw yeah. come off. And she yeah. said it was very scary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brianna says, Coraline traumatized my daughter when she was seven, especially after her her older brother went to the store and bought buttons and glue dots and put button eyes on her dolls and all the portraits hanging in our house. Yeah, you don't want to be a little kid going to bed and you think your doll's going to come to life. Yeah. I can get that. Buttons in your eyes. (laughs) Uh, Patty said, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Huh. I don't... That doesn't sound like a horror movie to me. Yeah, I don't know what would be scary about that. Maybe the car, you know, with the yeah. wings on it and all of that right. scared him a little bit. The villain was kind of creepy in that movie. But, okay. but you got Dick Van Dyke. If and- Dick Van Dyke's around, everything's fine. <laughs> and Julie says, the hunchback of Notre Dame. Disney people are so cruel. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's one I maybe one of the old black and white ones I could see being a little scary, but I wouldn't have thought yeah. the... Uh, the hunchback? Wouldn't have thought the Disney one. Why do you say we go to the phone lines here? All right. Hey, Roddy. How you doing, pal? Good morning, Ray. What do you think? I bet the Wizard of Oz with the flying monkeys and the witch. Yeah, the monkeys and the witch. I bet we're going to get that answer quite a bit this morning, as a matter of fact. That's a good one. Yep. All right. Take care, pal. Thanks, pal. Good morning. It's the boss. Say that again. The Japanese Japanese terror movie. A Japanese terror movie? Mothra? Oh, Mothra. Mothra. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. My dad, my dad set me up. He told me, uh, he told me it was a family film. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, what's really terrifying is how bad your cell service is right now. Oh. That's really scary. Oh. <laughs> You'd think we'd figure that out these days. All right. Thank you, my friend. Take care. How can it be 2020, almost 2024, and we still can't have cell service that doesn't drop out? Exactly. Yeah, Mothra is a really good answer. As I mentioned, I suspected uh, Wizard of Oz. There's a ton of text messages here. I just opened up the text connect. ton of them say the Wicked Witch of the West and the Monkeys yeah. um, wow. from the Wizard of Oz. Let's uh, look yeah, at Greg Ch- and uh, Manisquan. Oh, you got another one Chastity over there? Chastity says the Wizard of Oz. It's so yeah. scary, I don't understand why it's considered a classic or why you would ever let children watch it. Yeah, I was going to say Greg and Manisquan, he came up with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. They're making a new one of those. Chris in Marlboro says Chucky. You know, child's play the little yeah. doll with the knife. Yeah. Uh, Keith from Shark River Hill says Old Yeller. When Old Yeller died, I oh. just was traumatized. That's not a scary <laughs> movie per se, but he was so depressed that Old Yeller died. He's still not over it. Okay, fine. Is there a movie supposed to be a family film, like a kid's movie, a children's movie, traumatized you? You're still upset about it. You're still frightened or, or whatever the deal. We want to know. That's your he said. And Ross said. 732-774-4444 to call us, call us or text us or get us on Facebook. Remember, I've never served on a jury. I've never uh, really never been called. No. Interesting. Yeah. I do vote. So they say that's how they get you, right? It's based on the voting rolls is yeah. how they pick juries. So. I don't know. And then once you've once you've been on the the jury or been you know in the rooms and everything like that, you don't have to do it for another three years. Oh, that's right. So that's uh, you're good to go for another three years. Yes. My father uh, was an attorney growing up, and and then he became a judge, and so I spent a lot of time. Uh, really? I go to, in the summer. I go to work. I kind of clerked for him a little bit. Like wow. He'd, he'd have me. Uh, he's like go through this and find every time it has number in it and then highlight it for me. So when I <laughs> during the summer, I you know I had nothing to do. Yeah. I'd go to work with dad, and I'd sit in his office there and do that. And Did he pay you? No. Oh, well. But it was pretty neat. You know, he'd get up there and... Uh, yeah, sure. You know, do the whole... Uh, how do you plead? It was, it was neat. Yeah. Joe, you ever done jury duty? Uh, yeah, one time. Actually, I didn't do jury duty. I sat there for three days waiting for the picket jury. Right. Uh, that was up in uh, Essex County in Newark. Well, the and, case uh, that that I was on was like a two-day case, is what the judge said. So it would have been easy. Your and, first yeah, but yeah. there are seven and longer cases, you know, seven days, 14 days. Sure. Just depends Ours, on m- what... Mine would have been a first-degree murder one, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You could have been there for a month or so. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, and, and the... <laughs> I saw the prosecutor year months later in the shop right. Yeah, <laughs> we were walking around, <laughs> and he comes up to me and he says, uh, "Hey, how are you?" I said, "Good, good, good." He said, uh, "He said you would have never served," and I said, "What, what are you talking about?" I said, I'm the prosecutor of the case. I would have never picked you, but you just your number. I just happened to be like the last guy, the last number. So he said we would have had to if I hadn't found somebody before you, I would have had to get another whole pool of people come oh. in. Oh, and it's because so they, you're on a radio, right? On TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a hundred. He had a hundred guys, hundred people, men and women. Uh, and actually, it was really um, eye-opening in a way. And that they uh, they asked if anybody here has had uh, any involvement with uh, someone who's been shot or murdered. Wow. And I'm thinking no one's going to raise their hand, right? About 20% of the people in the room put their hand up. Wow. And I was like, wow. Well, it is New Jersey. It was was in Newark. Yeah, it was in Newark. (laughs) Well, that's like you said. This was a a civil case. Right. And he said it was an accident. If you've ever been to this intersection, if you've driven through here, we don't want you for this jury. Exactly. Because you would have a predisposition as to your opinion. Right. 
Uh, Joe, my grandfather, talk about talking about family this morning, right? My grandfather left mm-hmm. me with two pieces of wisdom that come to mind. One of them was about jury duty. He said, if you don't want to do it and you get called, he said, you go there and they ask you, do you believe you can fairly, you know, judge your, your fellow citizen? And the answer is no. I see everybody walk in in a courthouse and I think they're all a bunch of dirty, guilty bums. He said, you say that, <laughs> you'll never serve. Uh, and he would say something similar. He said, listen, he was in World War II. He served in Germany. Right. He said, if there was mm-hmm. ever, uh, there was ever a, a war again, he said, you go in there and they ask you, do you like to hunt and fish? Are you really good with, uh, you ever shot a gun before? He's like, you answered no. I like to wear women's underwear and parade around the house by myself. <laughs> Do whatever you can not to serve in the in- infantry. You might get stuck with a desk job, but don't go get your butt shot out. And I always thought that was funny because, of course, we think of, you know, the heroic actions. Yeah. And you would say that. You're like, Grandpa, you think of yourself as a war hero? He's like, I don't even want to talk about it. It was horrible. You know, it was a scary, terrible yeah. thing. So you don't ever think of it that way, but I never forget that. because He said, get out of it if you can. Okay. Because it's scary as hell. You know, wow. they kind of glorified in the movies, but. And we're back. And we're back. Well, this is good. Listen to this. Heidi Klum, we were talking about her earlier this week. Yes. Uh, People Magazine has just printed the photo of her. I should post this, Russ. Look at this picture of her. She's dressed like a giant peacock. Oh, my God. And, Joe, she's got, instead of having uh, feathers in a peacock, she hired models to paint themselves in green sparkles and stand around her as this giant peacock. So that's her Halloween costume. She is known every year for her elaborate, outlandish Halloween costumes, and this year it was the peacock. Hmm. Okay. I just really wanted to say peacock if it be honest. Yeah, I know. Keep keep going. Also, happy anniversary to the uh, first image of a topless woman published in published in an American magazine. When? It happened this day of 1896. The first bare-breasted woman appeared in National Geographic. She was a native Zulu woman who was photographed topless, and that was the first time in an American publication there's ever been a topless woman. Well, they don't usually let you publish pictures like that. Certainly not 1896. Yeah, I guess so. Some prospectors on it say, oh boy, who here? Take a look here. Look at this, National Geographic. (laughs) Thank you for that. Out there in the Old West, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed oh, to be, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. supposed to be like an old west guy that's searching for gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 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 you didn't get it. Using a spittoon. <laughs> Look at that. All right. Real time traffic with Joe Nolan. Let's pretend that didn't happen. Thank you. Okay. Here's the spittoon. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's pre- <laughs> well, <clears throat> That's pretty good. See if I had known in advance when you did that, I could have just went <laughs> and that's we're my back. Lamp. Yeah. That's one of my lamps here. It, it sounds like this platoon, though. I thought, oh, yeah, does it? It's really funny. Yeah. Well, anyway, hey, hey Yonda, right. I see a bare breasted woman. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> this is like uh, this is like the golden that age of radio right like here. It. That one that sounded more like a spittoon than mine. What you just hit, yeah, that's it. What is that, Ross? It's my diet coke oh, can. I see. <laughs> it's he said, she said, Ross. on Robbie and Rochelle in the morning. Come on, Scott. Don't interrupt Scott. He doesn't like that. Yeah, I know. We were just talking about him too. Uh, we're brought to you by. Dr. Anthony Lombardi. It's the new Lombardi Health and Wellness Center. Lips and Drips coming soon. 71 North Main Street in Marlboro. Of course, he's got what I call the Palace, the OG, right there in Eatontown, his original location. Thank you, Dr. Lombardi, for making this possible every day. We thought this would be an interesting one the morning after Halloween. A lot of people have a little tradition uh, Halloween night of watching scary movies or creepy movies. Yeah. Was there a movie? It's supposed to be a family film. You know, you're watching it with mom and dad, but it scared the crap out of you, traumatized you. You never get over it. (laughs) 774-4444-732-774-4444 to call, text, or Facebook. Let's grab some of those Facebook messages, Ross. All right. uh, Let's see. Sylvia says, Watership Down. Hmm. I still can't look at a rabbit without wanting to cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't understand that. Well, that's sad. All right. A text from uh, 2414. All dogs go to heaven. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Poor little dogs die and <laughs> go to heaven, as you might expect. I guess you know that going in. but Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I could see that terrifying. Do you game. know with the, you know Disney Plus and everything like that, there's 811 movies that Disney has put out so far. Hmm. So it could be a Disney movie, but I doubt it. Yeah, Although, a- yeah. Um, E.T., Sarah says, E.T., the alien freaked me out. I had a lot of nightmares. Huh. And uh, Sally says, my girl. I can see that. It's a tragically sad movie that I watched once as an adult and will never watch again. I remember uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, plays an undertaker in the movie. So there's that's a little creepy, too, because it takes place around the uh, around the home. You don't like that. Wow. I got a text message here from James. He says, I know it's not a family film, but for some reason, my mom and dad took me to see Alien with Sigourney Weaver. I thought it was going to be like Star Wars. <laughs> it was not. I'm still terrified. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, let's go to a text message ending in 3143. I was a child back in the 80s. The Goonies creeped me out. The skeletons on that pirate ship, I'll never forget that. And I didn't like that big dog from Never Ending Story. Oh. Uh, text message from 5520. By the way, this guy also sent us a picture of his Halloween costume. Oh, no. He's pretty good. He's kind of like the guy that won our costume contest down at Tom's River the other night. He's really? Got the, he's got the Joker thing going on. Oh, you know, cool. With the, with the makeup and the purple suit. Yeah. He says there's a 1981 film I went to see with my uncle. The Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> I got a lot of uh, answers for Wizard of Oz. Mentioned uh, yeah. the Wicked Witch of the West and the Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, let's try. Here's a text from yeah, 2414. Okay, All dogs go to heaven. Another one of those, huh? Yeah. Hard to believe. And uh, Sylvia says, Watership Down. I still can't look at a rabbit without ever wanting to cry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was just downloading these text messages here. It's another one. I never heard of that movie, Watership Down. Kind of a scary huh. one. Got another cartoon. Someone said, uh, An American Tale. You remember Fievel the Mouse? Yeah. That scared him a little bit. I don't okay. know why, but. Yeah, that doesn't, well, you know. Yeah. When you're a kid, too, things scare you that you wouldn't uh, that wouldn't scare you as an adult. We took a call uh, that I didn't want to put on the air because he kind of was giving us a bunch of history, and I didn't know how interesting it would be. But it was interesting <laughs> to us. The guy was saying that he read that uh, Walt Disney's parents died unexpectedly. Yeah, and he thinks that's he's read that that's what made Walt a little sadistic and you know made some movies that were you know a little scary. It's <laughs> a, a horrible thought, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, we'll get this going on the Facebook uh, and the Text Connect even after the program concludes. It's a film. You kind of thought it might be a family film, but it's traumatized you, scared you forever. A couple more answers here are he said, Russ said. Yeah. We're talking uh, scary movies, or at least movies that scared you, traumatized you. Maybe you thought it was going to be like a family film, and you never forgot it. It scared you to this day. A couple more texts. All right. Uh, Heather says, where the red ferns grow... And Never Ending Story. That's your second one we got for Never Ending Story. You yeah. know, matter of fact, I remember not that long ago, we saw the, you remember the big flying dog from that movie? Yeah. Uh, one of those props, the head of the dog is in a barn somewhere up in northern <laughs> yeah. New Jersey. And you can go and see it. I huh? want to say it was up in like Clifton or <laughs> Nutley, New Jersey. Yeah, there's a guy and he, you can go see the head from Never Ending Story. Yeah. So that's... talk about nightmares, huh? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, a text from 0750, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, all right. She says, uh, lucky we watched it first before showing the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can we keep that going on the Text Connect and uh, the Facebook page all day today? Yeah. <laughs> Silly Let it song go. Guy. Silly song guy Kevin is cast of idiots. Yeah. Uh, did himself on that one the uh, end of October. So he does it at the end of every month, like a little weird recap of everything that's happened. So. Okay. Can't wait for the next one.
we're getting set to wrap it up here. Thanks for being in, as always, Ross. Ross, we'll be back with the uh, horrible scopes tomorrow, but yes. uh, Rochelle will be back as well. We'll have tipsy or toddler tomorrow. Ooh. Backwards newbie. No, we'll do the mystery newbie. Mystery newbie of the day. Okay. Mystery newbie. It's a brand new song. We'll name that tune. For John Mellencamp tickets, win it before you can buy them. We'll do that at 7 Such 710. a great prize. Yep. We'll do the Fast Five, the birthday file, the, uh, the he said, she said business, and a whole lot more all tomorrow morning, uh, bright and early at 6 o'clock. Uh, so don't miss that. Michelle is on the way. Great tunes. Keep cranked up here. Do a little walk like an Egyptian and get going here. And she'll, oh, God. She'll have the business of the day. She got lunch <laughs> from the cabin and freehold. So keep it on all day at work.